Hi, welcome back to another episode of the Texas Trailhead Podcast. This is your host, Daniel. I'm recording this episode on the 4th of November. It is the day after <laughs> the big uh, big election. There was an election yesterday. Um, and I, I don't have a whole lot to say about the national results of uh, the election. There's There's still a lot. There's a lot going on with that. I'm not going to get into that. This isn't that kind of political commentary podcast. But I do want to say how happy I am that around me, the propositions that were on the ballot to give funds for either repairing or expanding or creating outdoor spaces, all of those propositions around where I'm at in Central Texas all passed. And that is very, very exciting for me. I really feel that people are understanding the benefits of what it means to have more um, places for communities to spend time outside, you know, creating more green spaces, parks and playgrounds. All of that is beneficial to the well-being of our communities. And I've already discussed what being outdoors does for our mental health. So the fact that people and, and, you know, none of this stuff is free. And, and I totally understand that when people are like, oh, you're asking people to pay. Well, I get that. And but I think the value that communities receive from funding places that support the outdoors and its playgrounds, parks, any kind of green spaces, it, I think all of that is really important not just for people to enjoy the outdoors, but like I was saying, for mental health purposes. I I've, I speak to this a lot, and I'm I'm. That's the whole essence of what the Texas Trailhead is: is getting outside is good for you. Being out in nature is good for you. And if you listen to the first episode of this podcast um, series with Doctor Wettergrove, you know even something looking, even something as little as looking at the outdoors can also have positive effects, but. Being able to put extra outdoor spaces in in various communities is very, very important. And a lot of times neighborhoods that probably need these spaces the most aren't getting them. So funding like this definitely helps close the gap a little bit. So I'm really excited. If you saw my post, I, I put as many as I could find available out there, but I know that in places um, in Travis County and in Hayes County, where I'm at in Central Texas, they all were in support of funding these propositions. So super stoked about that. Super excited. Also, I just want to give you all uh, an, a reminder that on November 8th, which is coming up after this episode airs, all of the state parks will have free admission. The Texas Parks and Wildlife does want you to remember that making reservations is still important because space is still limited at the parks. But to honor our service members um, that are still with us or no longer on November 8th, it's a, a great tribute to all of our people in the military and armed forces that um, we they give back to the communities and 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 give free admission. And if you reserve the parks, you'll get like a military discount too. So you can pay for the reservation 
or set up the reservation online and you'll see that discount applied. So it'll be free. You won't have to pay and then get a discount or whatever when you get in. If you're a park pass holder, nothing really changes for you, but make sure you're still going on to the website and if possible, reserving those spaces just so they can account for everyone that's going to be there, especially on a day that it's going to be free. You're going to expect to see a lot of um, traffic at the park. So in other news, I've sent out my first email newsletter. Pretty excited. As Texas Trailhead grows, there are going to be different avenues into how I communicate to the fellow trailheads out there that are part of this journey. I like the the process of building stuff like that, and it was pretty neat to put it together. The format will be fairly consistent, so it's going to feature some recent posts, maybe f- some news from around the outdoor community, um, latest podcast episodes, and definitely YouTube videos that I'm working on. Uh, the first one that I put out has the latest um, YouTube video, which was a Cairn unboxing for October. I'm going to do an episode on what was in that um, this week or next week. Uh, I'm recording the intro to this podcast before I've kind of nailed out the rest of the content. But I also have some of the latest posts that you can find on the website, etc. If you're interested in being on the newsletter list, you can sign up for that on the website. Um, full disclosure, it is a pop-up window. So if you are if you want to sign up for it, just go to the website, kind of give it a second. That pop-up will show up on the screen and then you can just enter your information there. I'll be trying to send them out. Uh, and by them, I mean the newsletters on a weekly basis, but definitely no more than once a week. It may be weekly or bi-weekly, but I'm not going to send out multiple emails in one week. I uh, totally understand, but you know, not everyone has the, the, the time or opportunity to jump on, on the website. So I feel like a newsletter is a great way to um, recap some news and events and also not everyone's on Facebook too. And that's something that I, I tend to forget sometimes that not everyone's on all the social media cause I'm, I'm kind of on everything. So if, if you are interested in, in what the content I'm producing, you can find me somehow, but not everyone's on all of them. So the newsletter is a great way to kind of cover all the bases to make sure that everyone's learning about new information and, and reading about potential places that they might want to visit. And be on the lookout for some merchandise sprinkling out really soon. As much as I love to provide all of the free content, the best way to keep it free is with support from fans like you. Sharing links and spreading information that I'm sharing is by far the best way to show your support, but clicking links and purchasing souvenirs really, really help too. So I've already made a decal that I've posted before on the Facebook page. It's a really cool like four by five decal that looks really good on the back of your car or laptop. Um, But I'm working on a section on the website too that will have listed, uh, that I'll be listing items for sale as well. So Nothing nothing too far-fetched. I have the decals. There are some pins in the works because I'm a big pin collector. And then some final details on some um, other merchandise will be coming out too. So be on the lookout for all of that. 
last week was a bit different in terms of podcast style. I felt like I really kind of explored some different things there. Um, what did y'all think about the long form story t- storytelling? Um, I hope everyone enjoyed it because I am going to be doing it again. I really like to read that and explore kind of my writing style a little bit and not be so listicle with the information from the state parks. I really want you to feel like you're part of the journey a little bit more as well. Just like I feel when you watch the YouTube video, you're, the the hope is that you feel like you're there with me and kind of exploring the park at the same time. And, and I'm hoping that that's what you get with the storytelling in that way. If it's not interesting to you, you know, let me know that too, because I, I definitely want to get a gauge. But at the end of the day, I, I kind of want to share the story and share the information, kind of how I, I, liked, I like it. And then you can kind of decide if that particular segment is for you or not. So I don't, I don't really think I'm going to cater to, to as many people, you know, to all the different opinions, because there's going to be people that like stuff and others that aren't a fan and that's okay. You know, it's, it's all about the fine, fine balance. So this week, I hope you'll come along with me as I venture out to Martin Creek Lake State Park. It's part two in my East Texas trifecta. It was a park that I didn't know if I was going to stop at on the way up or down, but I'm really glad I did. But without giving out too much, I will let y'all listen to that segment. Um, Let's get into the episode. Thanks. Welcome to the Texas Trailhead Podcast. I started hiking to help with my health, both mental and physical. And now I'm encouraging y'all to get out and enjoy the trails, the outdoors, camping, all that stuff that Texas and beyond has to offer. So join me, Danny Laurel, as I'm sharing stories from myself and others who enjoy the outdoors as well. So grab your backpack, put on your hiking shoes, and let's go on another adventure. This is the Texas Trailhead. I'm not usually surprised driving into a state park. Around Texas, and especially the Civilian Conservation Corps parks, Parks tend to have a similar feel about them. The park sign greeting you in the front, maybe a rock wall or a rock pillar at the entrance, a paved winding road that leads you to a stout headquarters building to check in. All of those things were the same at Martin Creek Lake State Park, but I'm not sure if it was because I almost didn't go or it really was just amazing. But Martin Creek was way more interesting than I thought it was going to be. While planning my trip for Caddo Lake, I looked for other state parks in the area. Some I'd already been to, Tyler State Park, and others were north of Caddo that didn't make sense to drive to. But there were others directly on the way off of Highway 21. I knew that I wouldn't want to stop on the way up, so I opted to wait to see how I felt on the way back home. 
After getting an early start on the day of my departure for Caddo, I set off on the road back home and drove through the road sign indicated the upcoming park and its distance. Eh, what the hell, I thought. I won't be in this area for a while. Might as well just stop. Almost as a throwaway. It was early. I had a full belly of egg and sausage wraps, and I knew it had water to fish. So that was my excuse to go. Check out the water and try and do some fishing. Off of the main road, you turn down a typical Texas ranch back road. It lacks the care and maintenance of a city road, but houses adorn the fields of yellows with metal silos off in the distance. Some of the land was still being cultivated for cotton crops. Spray-painted bundles wrapped in green with puffs of white pushed into the side of the road like foam from the ocean's wave on the beach. The entrance sign is what you'd expect. Two wooden posts holding up a brown sign with yellow letters saying Martin Creek Lake. Hoisted up on the stone platform that resembles the CCC design. The East Texas Pines continued their march to this park, and they lined the road driving into the park. How lovely, I said to myself, already hopping with my decision to stop. I was the only car in the headquarters parking lot, and the young lady at the drive through window greeted me. When I inquired about souvenirs, we both thought it'd be best if I just came inside. The two ladies represented the lasting heritage of the parks. You had one lady sitting at the computer who was filled with knowledge about the parks and ready to suggest things to see and do here, but also at parks across the Lone Star State. You also had the young lady who had welcomed me in, intrigued by the conversation and listening closely while shuffling through paperwork. The square lapel pin showcased the main draw at this park. It has a shadowed figure on a kayak floating on the water doing a little fishing. Though I'm not sure why the entire sky is colored red on the background of the pin. You see the framework of the pedestrian bridge and pine trees in the background as well. I grabbed my goodies and my maps and went on my way. In the middle of the 19th century, not long after the Caddo tribe had abandoned this area, settler Daniel Martin helped to settle this land and established a community on Harmony Hill. The trails here take you through all ends of this park, and the Harmony Hill Loop will showcase the namesake cemetery, where you can see grave sites dated back to 1844. Additional points of interest include a vintage gas pump still in its place, and the Pine Plantation. Visitors to this point of interest will notice the almost perfect layout of pine trees. The trees are part of a pine plantation, so they were planted, evenly placed, and make sort of an illusion of timber, like soldiers in formation. Two other trails at this park are Old Henderson Road Loop, which will take you down the road that was used as a trade route for the nearby towns of Henderson and Shreveport. It's also a top spot for birding. Bald eagles and osprey are known to frequent the area. Then you have the Island Trails Loop, which is accessed by using the footbridge to access the small island that also features the primitive camping site. From here, you can get a closer look at the power plant that really can't be missed for most parts of this park. The water here is warmed by that power plant, 
and that creates a great fishing opportunity. So while it may seem a bit obtrusive, you don't hear the plant as much as you think you would based off of its size. I knew I didn't have too much time here, so I drove around checking out the various campsites, of which there are three main sites and the previously mentioned primitive site. After exploring the woody areas of the park and taking some pictures, I made my way back to the beginning to get a closer look at the lake. The weather had changed overnight to a windy 50 degrees. The sun was out and the waves on the water were blowing to my feet. The parking lot was empty, but it wasn't hard to imagine families sunbathing on the grass and kids running around laughing. There were multiple sun canopies that curved around the water and the typical lifeguard warning sign. There's also a restroom here that could be used to wash off in the showers after a day of swimming. This wasn't going to be a great spot for fishing, so I moved my vehicle over to the opposite end where you can drop in a boat. There's another restroom here, picnic tables, and another large empty parking lot. This one with elongated spaces to allow for a vehicle pulling a trailer. But on this day, just me. Windy conditions don't make for an optimum fly fishing experience, and eventually fellow anglers showed up to comment on that same fact. With a chuckle, I responded with a quip to save face, but agreeing the entire time. I tried one more section that helped alleviate the wind, but nothing was biting. I stood for a moment to take it all in, feel the sun on my face, and listen to the water splashing on the walkway. With the wind whistling by my ears, I reeled in my line and made my way back to the car to set off back on the road. There were still more pines to admire down the way. Additional info for this part can be found on the website, thetexastrailhead.com. Entrance fees for Martin Creek Lake State Park are $3 for adults and free for children 12 and under. All of that information, including trail maps, will be available on the post. I can't reiterate enough how enjoyable this state park was. The camping sites are really neat. While I was driving around, there were a lot of just little groups of families that were camping in some of the sheltered um, areas and cabins. And at one point, I stopped to just kind of get out and check out some of the other views of the water and there was just a bunch of kids playing and having a great time. And it really represented what I feel like the parks are for. And that's just for people and families to get out and just enjoy being outside. So I hope you make the trip out to East Texas to check out Martin Creek Lake State Park. You know, I'm pretty fortunate to have the opportunity to have some sponsored segments from the outdoor subscription box, Karen. And in a previous episode, you heard about why I picked them as my favorite. And because of that, they were gracious enough to send me a monthly subscription so I can check them out and share what I get in them. And typically I have these on the YouTube channel, but 
I figured I could describe what I got in them too. And hopefully that's something that you're interested in. Um, like I said, these are sent to me, but all of the opinions on what's inside are my own, especially cause I don't even know what's in them until I open the box. So you kind of hear my first impressions on them. So I wanted to kind of go into what I received for October. I, I got the box actually while right before I left for Caddo and uh, originally I was planning on doing the video for this box while I was there, which I think would have been kind of neat to kind of open the box on location. But just logistically on the second day that I was there, it rained and it kind of just threw off all of my plans for the afternoon. You can kind of go back and listen to everything that went on with that trip. But I, so I sat on the box for a little bit. It was just in my office and on Halloween, I was like, huh, well, this is the last day of the month. I don't want to do a box for a month that I'm not even in anymore. So on Halloween, I decided to rip it. So you can see the full unboxing uh, video just to kind of see it uh, visually. Well, I guess that's what see it means. Daniel. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so the three brands that were featured in the October 2020 uh, box were a brand called Tactica. So you can find them at tacticagear.com. That link will be in the description of this episode. But basically, Tactica sent, or not sent, but in the box for October was a tool from the company Tactica. It was a cycling multi tool. And a lot of people or whoever may see the video and be like, well, why would I want that? I don't ride bikes. Well, the cool thing about the Karen subscription model is that you fill out a, it's actually kind of extensive, a, a survey about your interests. So one of my interests is my mountain bike. So if you're not into bikes, you're not going to get a bike multi-tool, but the multi-tool it fits in the palm of your hand. It has all the essential features that you'll need when you're out on the trail and definitely a lot more. So one of the parts of the multi-tool, it, so it, it's like, it's kind of hard to describe it, um, the shape of it. it. It's not like a pocket knife per se, but it kind of fits in your hand like that. But on either side of the unit, the, the sides actually are on there with a magnet and you can remove both of them. And on the end, it kind of gets more narrow and you can use those as a tire level lever. So if you need to remove your tube or something, you can just put it into your uh, wheel and, and pop out your tire. It also has stuff like universal wrench sizes, uh, and then stuff that is not even really for your bike, but, uh, like a bottle opener is really cool. Um, the wrench sizes, it has these little hole, like little slots where it'll fit into, um, different parts of the bike. And then it also has tools that pop out on the end and you can just turn them around and insert them back into the device and use for the different types of screws that you'll need on your bike. So Really, really cool. It fits into the little pouch that I have under my saddle, my bike seat. Um, so you can just put that there in case of uh, emergency out on the trail. So really cool gear, bike multi-tool from Tactica. The second thing that I got in there was from a company called Clean Freak. And Clean Freak is at cleanfreak.com and that's clean with a K. They are body wipes and the 
package that I got in this month's um, box was a four pack of body wipes that are perfect for a quick refresh when you're on the go. So the four different options that I had, three of them had a fragrance and one of them was not a fragrance, but one of them was coconut and I really like the smell of coconut. And so they're each individually wrapped and you can just put them in a sack or keep one in your glove box if you're out and you've been uh, just kind of getting sweaty or a little a little mucky and you don't have access to a shower, then definitely bust one of these out, kind of wipe down um, your body and face and, and give like a quick refresh. Not all of the state parks that I visit have a shower. And so this is something that I definitely would keep in my car or just keep in my backpack and have in those moments. Cause after a long day of hiking and especially in the Texas summers, I definitely want something that I can use to refresh myself if I'm not able to take a shower. Cause I like a good shower after a hike. I'd, some of the state parks, you know, you got to drive a few hours and I don't want to be in my car just kind of gross and sweaty. I, I know that's seems a little first world but if if i'm not camping somewhere like i i sometimes have other things i have to do after hiking in the morning so it's good to have that opportunity and finally uh items three and four actually were from the same brand but they do count as different ones on their list it's from a company called pinnacle nutrition group or png and they can be found at PinnacleNutritionGroup.com. And like I said, all of these can be found in the description. Um, the PNG offers multiple electrolyte and carbohydrate supplements to keep you fueled up as you're stacking those miles. So um, I got two different things. I had a electrolyte powder pack. So those are easily added to bottles of water. Just rip them open and uh, pour them out into the uh, bottle device. Shake it up. It was a really, really good flavor. I think this one was a watermelon flavor, which was really good. And uh, full transparency. I'm also a really big fan of liquid IV. I think that is a great um, powder to put in your in your drinks. I've been using them. My wife uses them uh, before and after her workouts that she does. It's a really good company. But PNG, that watermelon flavor was really delicious. There wasn't any any aftertaste it was it was good ingredients nothing in there that's out of the ordinary for a item of uh from this category from the workout category so i was pretty pleased with that but the other thing that they had in there was the energy gel which i thought was really delicious it was a lemon meringue and and those i've been using um honey it's the honey squeeze product uh, really good option, but this one was really good too. Had a really good flavor. The one thing to note, uh, for whatever reason, it had a little bit of texture in the gel. Like when it was in my mouth, I could feel just the mouth feel. There was something in that that I could I could taste that had a little bit of texture, but um, it was really delicious. I, I liked it a lot. I used it. Both of these items actually just yesterday from this recording, 
I did a urban hike, which hopefully I'm going to talk about in an upcoming episode, just urban hikes and cool places to walk around inside the city limits. But in Austin, part of the Austin Trail Foundation, which I'm hoping you've heard me talk about before, but I did 10 miles in Austin just to kind of stretch my legs a little bit, keep keep the heart rate up and the calories good. And I was trying to measure how quickly I can get my hiking time down to. I have a planned hike in an area north of Austin called Georgetown. And there is something called the Goodwater Trail and it's 26 miles. And I'm trying to gauge if I can do that in one day. But I used the electrolyte powder at the beginning of the hike just to stay hydrated. But I used the gel at about mile eight and a half just to kind of give me one last little boost of energy. And it really did kind of give me the fuel that I needed to finish that 10 mile day. So, you know, 10 miles is not a lot, but it really helps to kind of keep your nutrients and vitamins and and all of that stuff in your body, keeping yourself at a high optimized energy level. So that was it for October 2020. That was the bike tool from Tactica, the body wipes from Clean Freak. And and to be honest, I have them. I haven't used them yet. I will uh, hopefully be able to give a little bit more of a in-depth product review. If you follow me on Instagram, that's just the Texas Trailhead on Instagram, I typically do a little bit more quick dives into products that I'm using or trying or testing out. So you can look for me on that. And then finally, the two electrolyte and carbohydrate supplements from PNG that I did use and I really liked and I feel really kind of helped me stay fueled during that day. So there you have it. Learn more about Karen in the description. And you can also find a code to save $10 off of your own monthly subscription. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Texas Trailhead Podcast. If you like what you heard, please let me know by leaving feedback on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. You can also support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. You can find this on anchor.fm and just search the Texas Trailhead. Still looking for more? Click the links below to find the website, Facebook page, and see pictures from the outdoors on my Instagram page. So until next time, grab your backpack, put on your hiking shoes, and let's go out on another adventure. This is the Texas Trailhead.